because when you start over and when you have that opportunity for a new beginning, I think it's a great it's a great way to to grasp that opportunity and start really thinking about how do you want to how do you want to design that life. Coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township. It's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast. And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Sule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. Everybody, it's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings, and I have another incredible guest on the show today. She is a coach who specializes in helping people create their life's work by starting with purpose and authenticity. She loves writing, reading, psychology, philosophy, arts, and all forms of self-expression. She co-founded a personal development podcast called The Coaching Journal, where she and her partner, Katie Trost, offer thought-provoking concepts to empower people intentionally to design their life to the way they want to have it. So without further ado, Vanya, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. How are you doing? Hi, Blake. I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So let's just get right to it, Vanya. Um, just for starters, how did you end up where you are right now? What has been your journey um, that has led to you being where you are out in New York? Yeah, so thank you for asking this question. It's been a long journey um, to where I am, and I still sometimes can't even believe how this whole thing happened. Um, but yeah, I'm originally from Bulgaria, and I was raised there until you know my um, my coming here and starting kind of like a new life in the states. Um, so I moved 2010. And since then, I've been really trying to find my purpose, my meaningful career, like what am I here to do and, and wanted to design this for myself since I really didn't have um, like a career path created out from, from school. Um, so I went to school for philosophy. And as you can think, you know, after graduating with a philosophy major, you don't really have much, uh, much to do out there in terms of career. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so uh, a friend of mine was uh, coming out in the States, and he invited me to join one time and I really fell in love and decided, okay, that's gonna be it. Um, and yeah, and then I, um, I started kind of like then, then I think the journey started really because uh, I was on my own and I started asking all these questions, you know, uh, what should I do? What, what, what kind of job do I want to have? Like what kind of life do I want to have? Because when you start over and when you have that opportunity for a new beginning, I think it's a great it's a great way to to grasp that opportunity and start really thinking about how do you want to how do you want to design that life? So, um, I did that and it's been, it's been crazy because I did so many different things since 2010. Now it's what, like seven years already. Yeah. 
almost eight. <laughs> and none of these things were really my things. And at one point, I really had to, to go deeper and kind of like look inside and just really figure out what would make me the most happy and fulfilled person. And I found coaching and, um, in like a really interesting way because I never really know, I've never known what coaching was before. And it was just interesting how it started showing up in my life. And I was, um, you know, I was, it was, it was kind of crazy because so many people started asking me, you know, uh, about, about coaching and how it showed up in my life and all that, all these questions. And then suddenly I just, I just realized that all these signs that you get from, you know, from the outside are just really telling to what you should be doing. So I just started listening to these signs and met a bunch of people that were really into coaching and, and decided to look into it. And then um, I re really fell in love and I started doing it a year and a half ago. And I'm super happy that I've chosen that way and that career. Now, to me, that is that just sounds so fascinating how you went through like these different stages from uh, leaving home, coming to the States and then being on your own. And then now kind of being like, OK, now what do I do that I'm here and, and, and piecing it together and then finding coaching. And, and you mentioned how how much of impact coaching has had on you. Let's talk about that for a little bit as far as what what do you mean when you say coaching and like how has that impacted um, your life? Yeah. So um, when I say coaching, it's just a way it's, it's just like a way of living life. Um, you, I, I think like that's how, how it's became to me right now. It's just really consumed my whole life. But, uh, yeah. And thank you for actually, uh, saying that piecing it together. I really like that, um, uh, you know, term piecing together because it really, that's, that's what happened to me. I just had to put different pieces together to figure it out. And just going back to, you know, being home and in school and, you know, uh, graduating philosophy and just really always being really fascinated with that type of work. I couldn't really piece it together. Once I got here, it was, it was just all different. And, um, you know, I see all these different friends of mine that are doing, you know, um, all kinds of different, uh, lines of work and it's all great. But then for me, I just couldn't piece it together. And that's where really the journey began with coaching because, um, I just really started being really curious of what do I really want to do with my life? Like, how do I want to, how do I want to be? How do I want to spend my days even? And I couldn't figure it out because there was just so much going on. You know, we come to the States and everyone here, especially in New York, is so busy and people are doing multiple different things. And just the choices are, are unlimited. And then I think you get to this point that you're almost like paralyzed by choice and you're like, oh my God. And especially if you come with nothing lined up, you can easily get confused of what's, what's true for you and what's really going to be, um, the job and the career that's going to make you fulfilled. So that journey of piecing things together, I think I finally, I finally got on the right track after what do I want to say? Maybe three years mm -hmm. or four years of just really 
uh, going in different directions. I've done so many different things since I, since I moved in here and nothing really made me happy in, in a way that just really waking up in the morning and being excited about the day and being excited about the things that you're doing with your day and with your life. And, and, um, I don't know, you know what, I think I, you know, throughout this journey, I was up and down the whole time. And there were moments that I was just really in disbelief of, you know, what's my next step? So this is the huge question that I was asking myself the whole time. What's my next step? And at one point I was in disbelief that I'm ever (laughs) even going to find it. But as I mentioned, uh, coaching started showing up in terms of, I guess, people talking about it and, and me searching for it in a way in terms of like, talking about really purpose like what am I here to be doing and and people started listening and and they you know they started asking me questions all of my friends I went back home I spoke with my family I was in really in 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 really um I guess crossroads you can call it just Mm -hmm. just trying to figure it out and then and then you, and then you know at this moment when you when you're really pushing to figure it out it just starts coming to you and I don't know if you if you believe in these things, but I think the universe just shows us signs all the time. So it started showing up in like an article that I'm going to read and it's going to be about coaching. Or a friend of mine will say, hey, you know, I just got a coach. And at one point I was like, what is this coaching? It <laughs> really like shows up from everywhere. And I looked it up and it just really felt that it's aligning with, with everything that I cared about. And, you know, bringing you back to, you know, the, the education I have and, and, you know, philosophy is really about going deep, you know, going deep and asking these questions about why are we here? Um, you know, what's, what's this universe about? What's this world about? Uh, what's our mission here? What's the purpose of things? And I've always really been curious about these questions. And I think when, once I found coaching, it just really clicked. Um, and I was so fascinated about the whole idea of really creating, um, the things you want to create, designing the lives you want to, the life you want to design and just finding, finding more of who you are and following that. And I guess just the forward movement of unfolding of your personality expression and, and creating, it's just super creative, I think. And uh, that's what's really fascinating. And it's been helping me since I got involved with coaching and I did a program and all that. And I've just been really surrounded by amazing people so far for, I guess, a couple of years. And it's a journey, but it's amazing. It's, it keeps unfolding and unfolding. And it's, it's, it's really inspiring. Yeah, I think that's the incredible thing about life and, and just listening to you tell your story and, and hearing that 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 passion and and that almost like awe and and everything that's been going on with you when you talk about how you were in this particular space in your life and like you said the universe is just throwing you signs and all those things just started jumping out from you like the article or your friend talking about coaching and I can even hear it from when you talk about what it was that you were studying like philosophy and just really being deep and so I get to read from you that 
as you were growing up, you were the one who was always really interested in and meaning and trying to find like deeper purpose. Is that is that correct? Absolutely, absolutely. I was just that kid that you know, all of my friends went to business school <laughs> and, you know, did all these different amazing things. And then I was there just, you know, thinking about these types of questions. And it was just really interesting and uh, amazing how I, th- that's how different I was from, you know, everyone else that was just really kind of planning their lives in a different way in terms of, okay, if I graduate that type of uh, major, then I'm going to have this type of job. And then, you know, I'll climb the corporate ladder or I'm just going to grow in my career. And I was never really interested in that. I was just so fascinated by different things. And I, at this point, I didn't even think, what am I going to do with my life <laughs> later on? And then my family um, never really pushed me into anything. You know, how there's certain families that would just really have you um, you know, impact your decisions in a way for education or for career. My family never really got in, um, got in my life in that way in okay. terms of having me, you know, pick something. So I had to pick something that I really cared about, which, which I doubted in the beginning. You know, once I moved to the States, I was just really, as I said, in these crossroads. I'm like, oh, maybe I should do something else. You know, maybe I get another education, maybe something that's more, you know, that's going to like set me up with kind of like a clear career path in a way. Um, but you know, I, I was never really that person. I, I guess, I guess I, I, I didn't want it to accept the things that I really liked mm. and gave me purpose and, and happiness because they were not really the things that everyone else was do was doing, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, maybe I should go and do whatever everybody else is doing, because that's obviously the, the clearer path, you know, just, just go to school, get a career, get a job, get a family, you know, the whole, the whole, the whole American <laughs> dream, the exactly. <laughs> White House I mean, fans. exactly. Thanks for saying that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, it was just clear to me that I'm not that type of a person. And I just, I just, I just wanted something that will be connected to what I really deeply care about. And I had to find a way to create my own, my own career, my own journey. I mean, I don't want to call myself or, or people who, who go through this, you know, we're not necessarily entrepreneurs. Like this is like a fancy, great word that everybody's <laughs> using right now. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just really, for me, it's just really figuring out what, what will make you fulfilled with your work and, and trying to create that and trying to be true to yourself in, in these things. Because at the end of the day, we want to be happy and we want to be fulfilled and, and, and connected to, to who we are rather than doing someone else's social template. And then at the end, be like sitting on our desk and just asking ourselves, what the hell am I doing here? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm glad that you mentioned that as far as being able to uh, figure out what our paths are and, and doing those things that uh, have a lot of meaning for us. When you first got started with coaching and you said that's been like a year and a half now. Yeah. And with, with that experience for you, uh, what, 
what was what were the what were those like early moments um when you had with yourself uh as far as whether you thought you could actually make this happen or or did you not have that sort of doubt going through your mind when you began oh my god so many doubts so many doubts but the doubts were always there and it's mm-hmm. really interesting because when we decide to pursue a career that's purpose driven or or work to create a work that's that's connected to purpose we always have these i think to me especially but i think to many other people that i've been having conversations with it's just always the question you know is this a real job is this is this like a is this something that people need? Is this even a real thing? I, I feel like that was my question because when, and, and these questions I, and doubts started really early. And, uh, I finally really, um, became friends with them in a way, you know, <laughs> because in the beginning I wasn't really, I, I wasn't in the beginning. I was just really doubting everything that uh, made me happy because it wasn't really, um, uh, fitting in, in, in the social template. So, the doubts really started after I graduated philosophy. I'm like, I really like this, but, but that's not even a real thing. Who takes philosophy seriously, you know? And this is where it's, where it started. And then to bring you back to the question you just asked me, um, when I started my coaching journey, it was the same thing. You know, I want to help people do X because, uh, and, and achieve, achieve Y, right? And then I was like, well, this is great. And it sounds like an amazing, you know, work because you're, you're having an impact and, you know, you're changing someone's life or you're just, you're just helping in a way, you know, someone else. Um, and I was just really doubting, like, this, do, do people really need that, that type of help? Because it was just so amazing and profound to me. And I don't know, it was just so inspiring and things like this are usually not, you know, that it's not accounting or finance or something that has like an immediate, you know, representation in, in, in reality. And this is deep work. Like coaching is really, it's really life changing on a different level. You know, it's all about mindset. It's all about, it's all about awareness. And, and I feel like, especially here in New York or, or everywhere else, people don't have time for that type of work. And I keep, I keep running into, you know, people, oh, I would, I would really love to do this, but I don't have time. Mm. And it's, it's interesting how we have so much time, but we can really sometimes find the, find the time for the things that we really want to do or are really meaningful to us. And it's fascinating that you mentioned that too, because it, it, from hearing you and, and how you grew up, you didn't really have that, like you were saying earlier, those, those outside pressures to say, Vanya, you like, you have to do this or, or you're not going to be in our family anymore, or we're not going to talk to you. You didn't have that going on. So you had that space to kind of like grow and, and, and nurture what, what you were called to do. And, and for the people who don't like necessarily come up with that same sort of freedom and, and given that, that, that uh, space to follow what, what their interests are. Uh, when you work with those people, if you do, how, how do you start helping them step away from what the, the what the current paradigm says? Like you got to do this job, and 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 if you want to make it well, then you have to follow these certain parameters. Like how do you start uh, breaking people 
get away from that who were just like what you said there's someone who doesn't have the time to necessarily um do the things that they enjoy or that they find meaning from mhm I think I think the first step is really always awareness. What are the things that make you happy in terms of just really truly happy within your soul, you know? And and I know that might sound like sometimes, you know, spiritual or 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 something in these lines, but I think the the the, the biggest problem that I I find with people is that they really don't they really don't know their values and i i think this is where we start in in that type of work especially if you want to find truly what will make you aligned with what you do or fulfilled or you know just really truly happy with your work i think you need to start exploring your values and not only with your work but in in every area of your life people are just not really taking time to truly understand what is the most important thing for them or what are the most five important things for them, the five, let's say five values that they have. And once we start uncovering that, I think they start really taking a, a, a huge step towards figuring out why they're doing what they're doing really on a deeper level. And, and what are the things that are really meaningful to them? And how to get there is, is the process after. But I think to answer your question, the first step I would say is this. Just really look at what drives you. What are the most important things for you in your life? And what are the your most, um, I would say, what are the five core values that you live your life by? And I think that's where you start. And so just to give people an example, what do you mean when you say like your, your core values, what would that be something for you? For me, it always has been deeper connection with other people. I've always been a person that valued communication. I always, I just, I'm, I'm a people's person. I love people. <laughs> I think people are fascinating. I think, I think how the mind works is fascinating. Um, and also the idea the idea of like, why, why, why are certain people so different? Why some people achieve different things in certain type of way and then other people don't, you know, the difference is just how unique we are, how, you know, how authentically amazing each one of us is. It's has always been um, fascinating to me. So I think my you know, my first and, and foremost, like the biggest value I have is just connection with people. And you can see that, you know, once you, once you understand your values, you just see how you apply them in your life, you know, how you walk the talk, as people say. And, you know, values are very personal and they're very obviously different for each human being. But to me, to answer your question, definitely connection is one of my, my biggest values, love, curiosity and discovery is a huge value of mine. And, and I could see how every day I just get curious about something different and, and kind of like dive diving into figuring out why am I curious about it? And what, what is this thing? And you know, what lessons is going to teach me? I think curiosity opens doors. And I think being curious is, is something that I've always been as a person. And it's been, it's been a great asset to, to my mindset 
if I want to say this, because it really opens opens your mind. If you start asking yourself these questions, you're going to you're going to sooner or later get the answers. So, um, yeah, so that would be another one. Freedom is also a, a, a huge value. Um, and then you can tell because the, the career I've chosen is really, it's really, um, allowing you to be anywhere you want to be. I can work from everywhere. It could be, you know, freedom of time and space, but it could also be freedom of what kind of people I want to work with. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I can, I can easily choose, okay, you know, I want to work with inspiring <laughs> and, you know, creative people and, 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 you know, you can choose that as well. So, so freedom of choice and freedom of expression and just freedom in general is a huge value. So just, you know, to give you three of them, um, I guess that these would be, these would be my major ones. That's funny. Just hearing you say those things, I, I thought I was talking to myself for a second because those are, those are pretty much like what, what drives me as well. So that's, so that's really cool just to find different people who you can connect with but but going off of that when you talk about that that freedom and and for being a coach what what has that done for you personally as far as like uh fulfillment and and what is it that you get out of you know as you say you know specializing in helping people you know create their life's work yeah yeah i think you know, I think this is, this is really, um, the whole journey that I've, you know, when, once I started coaching, you know, as I mentioned, I connect this to my own struggle with finding my life's work. Mm-hmm. And, and since, like, since day one, literally until today, it's the journey continues. Like, I feel like it's never going to stop and it's just being free. And in terms of like, in terms of not, following it's almost like non I mean it's almost like not following the social template and I just don't want to repeat myself but I think freedom means really looking into yourself and truly finding out what are the things that are very very deeply ingrained in you as as the most important things like your values as I said and once you figure these things out you become you definitely become more free because because now you kind of know where you stand and now you know why you're doing the things that you're doing. And it's not because anybody else, but because you've, you've, you've became curious of who you really are. And then you've, you figured it out in a way, you know, you figured out, okay, this is important to me and this is why I'm going to pursue that type of career. You know, this is, this is how I became, uh, became really fascinating coaching is because it really empowers people in my work as well, empowers people to ask themselves these questions, to get deeper in terms of finding out why they've made the choices that they've made so far and becoming aware of what kind of choices they want to make for the future and start creating that. And I think this is freedom right there. Just being able to, being able to, to make these choices and I know it's not easy because, you know, people go, people, especially if you go to higher education too, you get in, in huge, huge debts from, for school, right? Mm-hmm. And then at one point, people, people just really, um, people just really start fearing, you know, the change, start fearing 
the idea to follow something else after they've invested so much and even if that is not fulfilling to them they they want they they're just not going to be willing to to take that step and this is the thing that really bothers me sometimes with with many people they get stuck in in jobs because they've been following someone else's rules or they've been you know in influenced in a way and or they just they just weren't really clear what they wanted to do and then at one point they just end up in a career that is just really not for them and then and then the journey starts for them if they if they really start sensing that disconnection and I start you know asking themselves these questions it's great because that's where that's where great things can happen for them no, I think that's that's true because I speak with so many people who who are saying uh, when I ask them how their work is going and essentially they'll just say, oh, you know, it's, it's work, it's just another day. And, and, and I listen to how they say it and they don't say it with any sort of enthusiasm. And then and then like I just always wonder like, hmm, like what's going on here where they're, they don't even really care to want to talk about their work. It's just something that they have to go to for a couple of hours. Like, like when we had to go to school for a certain amount of time and then like your freedom is after that, as opposed to like making your work, the thing that you truly enjoy and like putting it around your life. So I I definitely get that and, and resonate with that because earlier on I was, you know, the same doing something I didn't really enjoy until I really got, you know, uh, specific and, and decisive about what it was that I wanted to start doing. And so that's why I have the podcast here and love talking with people from around the world. But for you, Vanya, um, you say you talk about your, you know, having purpose and then also authenticity and, and self-love. And that can be hard for for people to do. So if you were, you know, say talking with me and I was just like, I just I just don't know how to be you know authentic about what I'm doing or even how to show my self self-love, what would be like a couple of you know actionable tips that you would tell me to do that would help me get started on that path to really being my authentic self and then just giving myself this, this self love, which is, um, uncommon. Yeah. I thank you for asking that question. I think this is a huge challenge for many people. And it was a huge challenge for me as well in terms of just really showing up as, as myself, you know, because we wear all these different masks, right. And then we just try to try to please people or try to just be someone for a certain situation and show up in a certain way. And I think this just takes so much of your energy that you could just save yourself because it's at the end of the day, that's not going to make you happy. So coming, becoming in terms uh, becoming, I think, I think becoming aware of, of what, like what are the things that you're hiding and why are you hiding them or, or what are you afraid of facing your fears is, is something that I definitely, and I know it's a hard work, but I definitely recommend for people who, who want to connect more with themselves is that 
I guess just get a journal and start writing down the things that bother you or the things that you're afraid of. And I think journaling is perhaps to me, especially, I just really recommend it to most of my clients that are really into, into that type of work. Is this really, that brings the awareness that you need to move forward and, and just putting down on paper or recording somewhere just these things that are bothering you in terms of fears that you have and what is really stopping you from, from saying your, from, from, you know, saying the things that you want to say or be the person that you want to be really truly, um, you know, as, as like in terms of freedom, right? Because you say, you, because we, most of the time we're just always, always holding things back. And then if, if, you know, journaling helped me, I'm sure that it will help many other people to just stop holding back. Like, and I think this is the first step, just getting, getting clear on what, what are you holding back and why? And yeah, self-love is also a big, a big, um, challenge for many people just because we're constantly, constantly comparing ourselves with other people. Um, just the, the competitive, the competitive world that we're living in. I think it doesn't, it doesn't make it easy for sure. Um, but yeah, um, I think journaling would be the, the first thing that you could start doing, um, to get really clear on, on what are the things that you're holding back and mm -hmm. why. And then with self-love, just, just to explain that a little bit too, what, what does self-love uh, look like for you? Just really radical self-acceptance, I think. Mm -hmm. Just thinking about, you know, thinking about yourself as a whole, you know, even even being vulnerable or even the, the, uh, the qualities that you perceive as negative in yourself. Um, just accept them. Just just coming to terms that this is this is who you are. And it's not even a, it's not even saying that it's a negative thing, but it's just part of yourself. And just almost like putting a mirror in front of your face and saying, okay, this is me and this is who I am. And I, I should be grateful and, and happy with myself because this is really the way to, to be if, if you want to have an impact in the world or if you just really want to have an impact in your own family and just, just be happy with you know, not projecting those insecurities or fears or whatever it is to anybody else. And I think the first step is really accepting it, just really, just really coming into, into a deep discovery of, you know, of your, your true, your true self in a way. Mm. No, I love that. Yeah. So self-love is being authentic and you actually talked about purpose earlier so i did want to switch it up a little bit here as well so you're also a podcaster and for the coaching journal with your partner uh katie tross so what is you know what's your show about and where can we find it yeah so katie and i decided to you know start also this uh this 
project and it started really as a passion project and it still is and we're just really happy to do it so you can find it on soundcloud or itunes just type in the coaching journal and yeah we talk about different things within personal development and just you know explore all these topics that we're talking about as well but um yeah it's it's a great journey for us to again start speaking your voice i think this is also another another of these uh little steps to to do towards you know um towards self-love because being able to express your voice on a platform or or talking to people or just just you know sharing with whoever you want to share whoever you know is interested to listen i think i think this is how we help each other Mm -hmm. in our own everyday life too and then if there's a platform and you want to say something i truly believe that you should go and say it because you never know who might benefit from it now was that something that was challenging for you to do as far as like you know sharing your voice and 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 hopping on different platforms to express yourself yeah i think i i would say definitely you know and we just we we started the podcast really recently and I mean, it's been a challenge not only about because of the podcast, but then again, just for most of us, I think it's a challenge to to express our voice because we're just again to bring you back to the self doubts and mm-hmm. and and you know all these all these different insecurities that we have within us that you know maybe this is not going to be important to people or maybe you know, who am I to talk about these things? You know, <laughs> all these, uh, you know, all these, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we all have these things going on and, you know, in coaching, we call them gremlins or there, it's just like your inner critic or however you want to call it. But we all have to face these fears on a daily basis. And I think, again, with the journaling, it's helped me a lot to just put them down and kind of like face them so I can, I can accept them at one point as, as you know, a part of me. And once you do that, it's just empowering you to be able to go out there and, and, and share your voice because just realizing that first of all, we're all dealing with the same thing as, you know, as people and as, as, as just like in our work or just trying to express ourselves more, we're always facing these, uh, you know, messages of the inner critic and, yeah, I think the first step was that for me is to start realizing and accepting them because once you once you do that, you become more free, you know, we become you become more free and you're like, okay, I'm going to challenge that thought. Why? <laughs> why why do I have to fear this? Where is this coming from? And then that's where the journey begins, just with questions and with awareness. Uh but yeah, definitely to answer your question, yeah, uh I did have a huge challenge with this because you know when you start something especially as a creative project like this you start asking yourself you know I'm I'm creating this out of myself so what if people don't what if people are not on the same page why what what if people don't re- realize the same things that I realize or mm. what it, wh- wh- why like why do I think that would be important to someone else you know, and, and at one point, at one point, you're like, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead and see because this is this is kind of like my life's yearning, as you know, your show is called, which I really like. 
and you know following that no matter no matter what and then you you start realizing that it just gives you more freedom first and then second you resonate with people at one mm-hmm. point and, and it just really happens you know the magic happens once you let go and once you open up oh i love that so for me when i was beginning my podcasting journey or even just sharing my voice i don't know if this happens for everyone but i was just so like thrown off by how i sounded on audio I was like oh that's actually <laughs> that's me like what that's what i actually sound like but and then once i got past that and just being comfortable with like you were saying just just sharing these thoughts that that mean a lot to me and and putting them out there for for that one person who listens in and it just does something for them or they take meaning away from it or even just doing it for myself just to like you were saying that that self-expression and that and that freedom and, and being authentic and this is also a way for me to show myself um that self-love so i think that's really cool um so for you and and katie doing the podcast is it is it more of um just a, a co-host with you two or and or is there also interviews on there as well we're going to start adding interviews also but we started it just as a conversation between two of us i love that yeah and yeah we just really dive deeper into all these topics like i think authenticity is really really important because not only because it's once you step into into that you become more free to express yourself, but it's also just really becoming true to your own self, not because of everyone else, not because of how you show up in front of people. But I think in order for you to find the work that you're going to love doing, I think this is the first step, just being really clear on who you are, like who, what really drives you? What are the things that really matter to you? What are the things that are really, really important to you? And, and then we, and then, and then you start deciding, you know, am I aligned? Mm -hmm. Like you start deciding, am I aligned with what I'm doing today with my, with my authentic life's yearnings, you know? And then, and then if you, if you find out that you're not, you can always start really creating that. You can always start finding ways to to get more aligned. And there's so many different ways to do that. But then first, um, to just help listeners also, then you ask me questions about a few steps to do this. I think first it's really realizing, realizing, you know, all these all these qualities you have, all these things that are going on in your head and and just becoming clear on where are you getting these from? Listen to the signs of the universe, really. All these, all these little moments that you have in your life that things happen. It's kind of like the seasons, right? You have all these gaps of opportunities that something happens in your life. Right. Like you could, let's say you get fired. Maybe that's a bad thing, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's an opportunity to actually fulfill something that's been there for you and you've been seeing the signs, but you didn't really find the courage to follow or you didn't really look back within and and figured out really what that means for you so i don't know i think this is the first step just just becoming aware and and starting to notice these opportunities these these things like these yearnings that mm-hmm. you have really from from everywhere like like you see something or there's something that you're really attracted to, but you just don't do it because 
it's perhaps not going to make you money or perhaps people won't approve of it or perhaps, you know, all these different reasons that we give, give ourselves to not really follow what is truly important to us. And, and then once you realize these yearnings and these, these, I guess, I guess just really passions or, or, or things that really, you really care about, um, that's when you start revealing more and more of yourself, I think. Right. So, like, what you're saying is we have to return to, like, our inner child and, and like, what would your six-year-old or seven-year-old self, how would they pursue things? You know, I remember when I was six and seven, I was, I was so into reading and, like, playing basketball and football, and it didn't matter if I was good or bad at them. I just enjoyed yeah. doing them. So, I just went ahead and, and, and follow what, like you were saying earlier, what I was curious about and what was drawing me in and just discovering myself in those different, you know, domains and, and seeing where they went, not being so worried about, well, like you were saying, is this going to make me any money or if I'm going to look bad while doing this, the whole, the whole point of being curious and, and discovering those things that you feel like you might be interested in is, is stepping out and actually doing that thing regardless of yeah. the results and just seeing, you know, what it feels like to be in that space. You know, you never know what's going to come out from something. And I think I resonated a lot with that from what you were sharing earlier from your story, as far as how you were, you know, doing a lot of different, you know, being in a lot of different fields. But, but when you're telling the story now, you were just seeing like how all of that was you know, connected towards your journey and, and just discovering yourself and and being able to step forward as a person that you are in this moment. So I think that's just just really cool to hear that from you and how you um, you know were, were able to connect those dots looking backwards and and the same for me and then also for people who are listening in, guys. If you you know have something that is oh, you find yourself saying, oh, I wish I could do that thing, then then plan to do it. You know, set some time, set some time aside for yourself to actually, you know, take 10, 15, 20 minutes, an hour on the weekend or on whatever day you have to begin looking into, okay, this is something I'm actually curious about. What can I do to make it happen? And and like Vanya was saying, become aware that that's a thing for you and and then write down a couple of things that you can put in place to make it a reality. And then just like that, it doesn't matter if you do good or if you look bad doing it or even if it's ugly. Who cares? It's <laughs> just about you expressing yourself and, and doing those things that light you up. Exactly. This is such a great advice. And I really appreciate you mentioned that because people have so many fears around, you know, oh, if I pursue a passion that won't bring me, you know, some external validation or something else. And I think just starting to explore and starting to just get curious about these things on the weekend. And then the other thing for people is like, we don't have time, we don't have time. Well, you can always, I think we can always start with like, a little bit, as you just mentioned, you know, maybe 30 minutes on the weekend, just dive into it and see what it does for you. And if it really lights you up, there's always so many opportunities to start exploring more and create a plan. And then you just develop that thing into something else. And I think what people really get, um, 
um, confused, and I think it's a huge misconception, is between, you know, passion-driven jobs and purpose-driven jobs. And this Mm. is, I think, a huge difference because a passion-driven job might not be the thing, you know, the thing that will bring you financial success or, you know, recognition in whatever field or anything like that. And then sometimes people get confused with, oh, I can't do my passion because it's just a passion. And then the purpose-driven career is different than this. And we could perhaps touch on this because I think people, people should not be mixing these two because the perp, like the, like the passion driven you could do on the weekend, of course. And then if that becomes a purpose for you in terms of, you know, connecting with other people and, and just making an impact or making a difference for someone else, that could perhaps become a career. But, um, I think that's the main difference between purpose and passion. Um, just passion is more, you know, doing it for yourself. It's mm-hmm. more like a hobby, you know, it's more like something that lights you up, but it, it might not become a career and you can still definitely pursue that and be happy with, you know, doing it on the weekend and just keeping it as a passion. But then we're talking about purposeful career, or purpose-driven career. I think this is really about the relationship with others rather than the relationship with yourself. And when you, when you put that piece in, it just transforms the whole thing into, into, you know, something that is having an impact on other people. And that could become really a career, but you have to get clear sometimes when you're, when you're considering, you know, switching jobs or doing something else, if this is a passion or a purpose, because if it's a passion, it might not be the career. It might not be, it not might become a career for you. Right. And that's okay too. And I like that you brought that up as well. When you say, so when you're doing your, your purpose driven work, and I know this happens for me is that when I'm figuring out or putting down on the paper, what it is I want to accomplish that, that overwhelm sets in and it's like, well, how do I make this happen? And start saying, well, I wanted to be at that destination yesterday. How do you uh, avoid that overwhelm and in those moments of getting stuck, which could interfere with what your purpose is? Wow, this is a great question. And thank you so much for asking because not only me, but so many other people get overwhelmed today. And, you know, nowadays, because we're just having so much information and, and, you know, especially if you create all these plans for yourself and you just really get swamped up. So I think taking it step by step, Mm -hmm. I think just prioritizing on one thing at a time, because multitasking is not doing you a favor. That's for sure. Um, your brain only can focus on one thing at a time at a hundred percent. So if you wanted to reach a potential doing one thing, I think step-by-step process is the best and just reevaluate, you know, reevaluate, have a, have like a moment of, okay, so I, I finished my first step. So let's see, what's the next step. Let's reevaluate. Do I change steps or how do I go about this? But I think just taking it slow, stepping back and there's nothing wrong really with taking your time so you can really fully put all of your energy in one thing and just do it hundred percent. No, I love that. Yeah. I call that like Kaizen, like making the, the, the utmost smallest step I can possibly think of because that 
that definitely is the number one thing for me. And then and you even hit on it too with multitasking. I think that was like a requirement in school, being able mm-hmm. to <laughs> multitask. And then, like you said, trying to carry that over to any sort of passion or purpose-driven work. It, I mean, I found I, I suck at multitasking, so I try to get rid of it. And like you said, just focus on uh, doing one thing. And then with that one thing, breaking it down, like when I think I have a small goal, then I try and make it even smaller just so I can focus on that. And lots of like, oh my goodness, I got to get this thing done and then do this. And then, and then I'm just off to the races in my mind with uh, trying to keep up with my own, I guess, ego or drive or whatever. But yeah, I definitely yeah. like that, breaking it down, making it real small for you to achieve it. Now for you, and when you're talking about breaking your goals down, is this something that you're doing uh weekly and you have like your smaller goal that you want to accomplish um, throughout each day or how do you do that for yourself? You know, I think um, this is, this is great. So I think, you know, first, as you mentioned, you know, breaking it down to small steps, but also really making sure how you prioritize, because Mm -hmm. I think that's another really important thing. Um, Sometimes we just, we avoid some of the tasks that we have that are really important and we leave them for the last thing because it's just, there's some energy around this task. There's something that keeps us from not doing it. And I think just biting your tongue and just doing it the first, the first, you know, putting in the first on the list and just doing it and getting it out of the way just opens up, um, just kind of like opens up the way to do all the rest of the little things that you have. And you feel way more accomplished if you first do the the most like the most difficult thing that you have on your list first that's at least what I do um and we always have these things right there's like you look at your weekly goals and you know the list of the things that you need to do and there's always one or two things that you're just really not willing to do (laughs) for some reason and I think putting these first on your list of priorities And then if it's a huge, if it's a huge thing, you can break this down as well. But just taking a step towards the most difficult thing and prioritizing that thing first, I think has helped me to move forward in a faster pace than anything else. And second thing, just do the thing, like don't procrastinate, just go ahead and do it. And I know it's, it's hard um, to make yourself do it because that's why we procrastinate. (laughs) But, but it's almost like, it's almost like getting a shot of vaccine, you know, that it's going to last for a little bit, but then you're going to, you're going to feel better after. Mm -hmm. And it just really, it just really works. Just get the most uncomfortable thing out of the way first and then break it down. If it's difficult to small steps and just take it step by step by step. And then you see that these little small steps that you take add up. And then at the end, you look back and you just see how much you've accomplished and then, that really, really makes a difference of how you feel about yourself and about the work you do. 100%, because I don't know about you, but I definitely am in the Hall of Fame or used to be in the Hall of Fame for getting ready to get ready. And I just <laughs> wouldn't do the thing. <laughs> and I would set everything else up around it to eventually do it. And then I would just get so bogged down on making sure, like, for instance, with making videos for YouTube, I would be like, oh, I need to have great lights and a screen 
and the cool tripod and the camera yeah, yeah. and then like never would actually make the video. So I definitely love that you shared that. I think that was an incredible insights from you as well. So Vanya, um, I've enjoyed hearing your story and, and what you are up to in the world. And I think it's just so inspiring to hear how you are fulfilling your life's yearnings. Now, I did have two last questions I wanted to ask. Uh, the first one is, where can we connect with you to see what you have going on? Yeah, so you could find me on my website, which is liveauthentic.net. This is L-I-V-E, authentic.net. And then, of course, the coaching journal, SoundCloud and iTunes, you just type in the coaching journal, it's going to show up for you. And then on Instagram, it's underscore liveauthentic underscore. And that's me. You can follow me there as well. And by the way, I love that name, just Live Authentic, because it, it speaks to so much of what you're doing and, and what so many people aspire to, even myself. So that's a great name there. And then thank you. You're welcome. And then finally, what I like to ask everyone is what is your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings? Mm, this is great. I think honestly following these these little signs that you have, little drives within you, um, these yearnings. I think I love that word, by the way. Um, just listening to them and don't ignore them because we tend to ignore these things so much. And if we start really seeing them and allowing them to be, to flourish, um, I think that's going to make our lives so much more fulfilled and happy. And to me, that means, you know, fulfilling your life's yearnings. I think it means to really live life on your own terms, just really, really honoring yourself. And this really connects again to, you know, self-love that we just discussed. Like if you truly honor and and appreciate these things that are coming up for you showing up for you and following them and and giving them expression um i think this really connects to who you are and and makes your life your quality of life so much better so yeah live live life on your own terms i think that's when you say this i think that's what it means to me i love it phenomenal Again, everyone, I'm Blake Soule. That was Vanya Lazarova. And this was another episode of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. Make sure you check out Vanya on Instagram and keep up with what she has going on. And also, you can see me at Fulfilling Life's Yearnings on Instagram. You can see all my cool videos that I'm posting on there every single day throughout the week about you know different things on what you can do or who you are as you are fulfilling your life's yearnings. So until next time, guys, I love you all. Go out there and be fly. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Blah, blah, blah.